Hello and welcome back to another episode of Baseball Night. I'm your host, Tom Brown, joined as always by my brother, Jack, who has been having quite the morning with some technical difficulties. Jack, besides the technical difficulties, we got meaningful baseball and WBC. We got spring training baseball going on for the for Major League Baseball. What a time for baseball. I just said baseball like prop. five times. This is a prop. It's not even plugged in. I'm holding it for the YouTube appearances. You don't. Um, well, now they know you don't have to. But I'm gonna. That's weird. I've been watching a lot of uh, international baseball. Um, I stayed up late to watch some WBC games last night. Uh, the Red Sox, we are recording on uh, Thursday, March 9th. So the Red Sox played Team Puerto Rico last night. There has been, like you said, meaningful baseball all the way around. And it shows these games are fun to watch. It's, it's been a fun time over here at the baseball night studios. Yes. Uh, thanks for putting that down. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so yours isn't plugged in either. It's just a myth. <laughs> so speaking of those Red Sox who you just mentioned, who beat team Puerto Rico, but also team USA lost to the giants last night. So my, don't read into it. But what I want to talk about, about them today is James Paxton went down in his second inning of his first start in spring training. And as we know, Garrett Whitlock is recovering from hip surgery. So the rotation health is an issue. So right now they are slated with a rotation of Sale, Kluber, Pavetta, Tanner Houck, Cutter Crawford. I like Houck and Crawford. Pavetta is fine as a three and four guy. I think he's slotted in the perfect spot. Um, I think Crawford is a multi-innings reliever. I think that's where he's strongest, his his strength. So I'm just, as we've, you have touched on this before, but the rotation health is just terrifying. Sure is. James Paxton got, uh, I don't know, did he even get an out? Or was it his first no, he, batter? Or no, it was the first batter inning? of the second inning. So he went okay, one, so two, he had three. one inning. Yeah. And hit like um, 96, which is, or five. That's great. But yeah, not, the health, um, the durability is what we're worried about. No, and to tell you the truth, uh, the other name that you didn't mention was Brian Bayo in his forearm tightness. Yes. Um, yes. which is really the only name I'm concerned about is Brian Bayo um getting back there because Pete Abraham just wrote an article a few days back that said that he's not going to be ready for spring training. Uh, or excuse me, opening day which is mm -hmm. a real bummer. Although Alex Porter said yesterday, he's going to start throwing live BP on Saturday. Uh, just pushes him way back behind schedule. Um, again, I was really hopeful that he'd make the big league roster out of spring training. It doesn't seem like that'll be the case now, um, which sucks. Uh, again, I wasn't expecting anything from James Paxton. Um, but I, I mean, it's, it's par for the course. We haven't even seen Chris sale pitch either. So there's a huge question mark over Chris sales health. In any kind of longevity for him as well. So Sale did he he did this week. I don't know if it was Tuesday. Um, in a game, yeah, he pitched two innings, and I mean he did well. But great, you pitched you pitched two innings well, in a spring training game. That is strange that I missed that. But um, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, but he's the biggest question mark. I mean. It would obviously be nice to have Cy Young form James Paxton hitting 95 to 97. Uh, what you said is really true. It's awesome that he hit 95 in his first spring start and really his first major league action since he got hurt. But, you know, is, is he going to be on the opening day roster? Like there's just, even if he is, what what is the expectation? I, I just don't see it. The health is is a question mark of getting him on the field. But once he's actually on the field, is he going to produce anything? Right. And that's the the same exact thing can be said for Sale, who came out, hit 96 on the gun, had two strong innings, and then... Where the fuck was I? He hit 96 and pitched two innings? Yeah, it was against in a the Tigers. In a televised baseball game? March 6th. So what was that, Monday? Yeah. Wow. All right. I missed that. Yeah. He, but all well and good until, you know, his lat goes bad. I just, I don't know. I, so 
and on top of that, Cutter or Tanner Houck is coming off season ending injuries. And yeah, he pitched the other day. He actually looked pretty good. Yeah, he, then, I think he struggled in his very first start, and then he, you know, who gives a shit? It's yeah. your first time touching a baseball against live hitters in the spring. And then um, Pavetta. Pavetta had a really good um, – he he worked himself into a jam, which I was, like, watching. I'm like, this is almost by design. He wants to get, like, high-stress <laughs> pitches in a bases-loaded no-out situation. Struck out one, and then I think he got a, a ground ball double play. But it was um, – he looked good. He looked, he looked solid. Um, I, I've always liked Nick Pavetta. At, at one point, he was touted as, like, their best pitcher, which is kind of a bummer. But I, I think he's a he's – a, like you said earlier, he's a great third or fourth guy in a rotation. Yes. The other guy that pitched decent in his first action was Corey Kluber. Yep. But he's older. Doesn't He's not the Cy Young Corey Kluber. And he – is starting to get to the point where he has injury history. So so the thing about Corey Kluber is like he was never really I mean maybe he could hit the high 90s in a Cy Young year. Um I I never thought he was like a big power pitcher. He moves no. the ball well, so like I'm hoping he just kind of pitches and he just kind of moves the ball like he knows he can. Um that would be part I think that if he he can't overpower guys and to tell you the truth Still hitting 96 that early is is scary to me because um, I feel like he's going to try all April to blow guys away with stuff that's not there, um, and he's either going to get hurt or get smashed. But, um, yeah, I think for Kluber, he did look good. I just want him to, like, be, be a Maddox. Be a Greg Maddox, man. He's your breaking stuff. Keep hitters off balance. Like, that's what I think is going to be best for Corey Kluber in this season. Yeah, I agree. Um he definitely should just it would have been better if he just went out there and people were like okay he was hitting 93 94 to just start get mm-hmm. maybe in your fourth spring training start hit 96 i it's i didn't even think i i mean i wrote down bayo and I wrote him and Whitlock are both going to start live BP this weekend, which is good. Whitlock starting to do PFPs, which was a huge thing because it was hip surgery. Yeah. Uh, he'll start on the IL, but probably just pitch in the minors, Whitlock. And yeah. I could see Bayo doing the same thing, or they just keep him in the minors and then you see him in May. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's a control thing because I mean, I, I think he was. He was slated to be – I don't know if they were going to use him in the rotation or out of the bullpen, but, I mean, he was projected to make their opening day lineup. It's just sucks that it's a forearm thing. You hope it's – I'm glad they shut him down and he's, like, restrictionless right now, but that's so scary. A forearm tightness is just – just means Tommy John surgery, right. which is so scary. <laughs> I was terrified of that when I saw – I texted you guys in the baseball group text, and I was like – we we all know what forearm tightness leads to, and yeah. I hated it. And for a 97-mile-an-hour sinker baller, it's like, well, he has to get it. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, But, so, if they can get Whitlock, Bayo, and Hauk into the rotation, and you can't... In, all right, so say Pavetta, Hauk, Whitlock and Bayo are in the rotation. Sale gets hurt. Kluber maybe stays. Kluber's the uh, the fifth guy. That's not that's an exciting young rotation. That's every day you're gonna be like, well, I want to see Whitlock pitch. I want to see Bayo pitch. Yeah. Not quite like where it is now, where it's like, oh, Cutter Crawford's pitching. Cool, I'll watch it. Sales pitching. I'll watch it to at this point, kind of be disappointed. <laughs> it's like watching Grant Williams shoot. Yes. Like, I have to see this, but I you, know what's going to happen. <laughs> you were going through all the emotions with Grant Williams this weekend, as we all were. But... It was, I mean, he, I, I think I said this a number of times to a number of different group chats. Grant Williams made me physically angry at a, at a sports team the other night. And that hasn't happened since 
Aaron Boone. Oh. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know, been, Jack. It's been a long time. David Tyree happened after Aaron Boone. That was more sad. That was soul crushing. That was yeah. sad. True. That was True. sad. Soul crushing is a good way to put that. Um, that, that was uh, devastating. We're watching Grant Williams miss two free. The word free is in what they're called free throws to lose the game. Yeah. Was um, the worst thing in sports I've seen since Aaron Boone ran into a hanging knuckleball. Yeah. Didn't help that he said, I'm going to, I'll make them both. Um, but moving on to Let's a, move on <laughs> a positive here. Ramiel Tapia having a hell of a spring. And again, we, we say it all the time. Everyone yeah. says it. It's just spring training. But if you're trying to make a team, you have to do exactly what he's doing. Hitting mm-hmm. seven for 17, 412, five doubles and a home run. Yeah. In that Tigers game you just missed, um, he hit a smoked one to the triangle and it bounced into the crowd. And Middlebrooks, as you would say, which I think it's like saying it's spring training for all of us, the announcers. Um, Middlebrooks said, Oh, Tigers are lucky because if that doesn't bounce in the crowd, it's a triple. At this point, we know. We know yeah. what a ball in the deep in the, tr- the triangle at Fenway means. But then his next at bat, he smoked one over the bullpen for a home run. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Um, yeah, man. I, I've been a fan of him for a long time. He's got speed, too. Like, dead speed. Like, um, like and he can a, play a lot of different positions. And he hit a home inside the park home run that Jaron Durant didn't run after. Grand slam. Inside the park Grand slam, slam yes. Um, that'll be yeah, an, that's fun. that's a funny little wrinkle to this roster. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I I think I put it, I added it to one of the first rundowns we did in the spring, where we kind of just went long on something and we didn't really talk about it. But yeah, I think a guy like him and Jorge Alfaro, who are major leaguers who are brought in on minor league contracts, not only have a chance to make the team, but actually start to produce like. If you ask me right now, I'd rather see Tapia play center field than Adam Duvall. I saw Adam Duvall catch a ball on the run, and I was like, okay, good. It, <laughs> it was, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday against Puerto Rico? No, it was a couple days ago. I watched him I watched him come in on a ball and thought to myself, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, this is going to be the season. Like, remember when Johnny Damon played a like a like a very uh, above average, like serviceable major, uh, major league center fielder. Yeah. I remember that's, him. that's what we're going to get with Adam Duvall. Um, maybe to a lesser extent, like, and then Coco crisp came in after Johnny Damon. And you're just like, Oh my God, that's how you do it. Yeah. I always remember with crisp, there was a play against the Braves. I, this is how vividly I remember it. He was tracking the ball, dead sprint in the left center field gap, dead sprint. As he was, Tracking it, Cora at second bit or shortstop raised his fist because he knew Chris was going to get it, and he absolutely laid out and caught it. And it was just like Cora knew this guy has a beat on this, and it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, Chris like, was, was one of the players that when any any ball was hit to him, you knew it was just going to be like, oh, he's yeah, that catch to send the Red Sox to the World Series in 07 in the triangle, phenomenal. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, and then he so. Ellsbury. Yeah. Hey, you Back gotta do it. To Rymel Tapia. Um, I, I I think I think he should make the team and I think he should make the team as a starter. It'd be hard pressed to find a so, guy, hey, you know. Yoshida, Tapia, and Verdugo. Yeah, I know they're gonna start the ball. They will. I like Tapia. Yeah. Tapia is a good option off the bench though, because like I said, he can play any position and he has speed. Well, so that leaves that the bench spot to a backup catcher. Um, Alfaro. Alfaro. Uh, no, Alfaro I... will be the backup catcher. Oh, Alfaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfaro. Then you got the Tapia Ref Snyder debate. And Duran. Duran. And then around the. But infield. I mean, Rafi, Tapia, Tapia can play the infield too. Can he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he played second. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. I thought he was solely in Colorado, maybe. 
Um, and then here, hold on. Let me go to roster resource for a second. Fangraphs roster resource. I there was someone I'm else. Down. I was I'm just going off my mind. No, I'm trying to think of who the the backup infielder right now. They have Yu Chang as the projected bench. They're proje- Oh my god! And then I forgot fucking Bobby Dalbeck. Oh. Wow, we're so moving we're we're okay we're gonna we'll predict what we think for the roster a little later because yeah we gotta, the WBC we gotta fill time out. we gotta fill time because there's not i mean the meaningful baseball games that are gonna be played like they're playing the yankees today at one um that's not really gonna be a meaningful game <laughs> like, no everybody every at least for me i am completely fixated on the world baseball classic exactly and they, I, I wonder who's pitching. Oh, geez. Now the WBC's in the schedules here. Pavetta's pitching. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch I mean, it. I'm going to watch it. What else am I doing at <laughs> one o'clock today? But before I know, I know on the rundown that we have WBC stuff and I do want to move over there, but we, we have like odds and ends to get to on the Red Sox. I just want to say that in the 18 at bats that I've seen Tristan Casas take, I am so excited to watch him for the whole year. Okay. He has. No, I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to say, I'll let you finish. My first odds and ends, Casas. I think I'll love watching him hit. Hey. Also a baseball weirdo, which is also fun. Yep. Um, every time he has the same approach every single time and he doesn't let swinging out of his ass affect that approach that's so refreshing even when he strikes out he struck out sorry i gotta fly here he struck out four times um this spring and walked twice but it's almost like he's learning the zone like a learning a major league umpire strike zone as he's striking out because he doesn't look terrible when he strikes out um and he's not taking that giant cut that most of the hitters on the Red Sox take to have a 220 average. I mean, it's only 18 at bats. He's hitting 444 with two home runs and he's on base half the time. His on base percentage is 500 right now. Yeah. That's such a good approach at the plate. And even Middlebrooks uh, who's calling the games in the spring right now is saying for as young as a guy as he is, he has the best approach I've ever seen at the plate for that young so that's just exciting. What what a what a player to have. Yeah, I the baseball weirdo. I know he like rubs people the wrong way, but they're gonna get over it if he walks a bunch and hits thirty home runs eventually. Then it will be like, oh, don't what even, a character! Don't get me started. Yeah, that's like the nuclear Lucian line from Bull Durham. Um, but it, the the sunbathing before a game. Uh, pissing veterans off on a last place AL East team. Shut the fuck up. But why do you care? I mean, honestly, that's the dumbest shit ever. That's Brian McCann stopping somebody from hitting a home run. That is no fun baseball. This yeah. is serious. Like I, I hated that story. The veterans don't like Tristan Costas. Well, get used to him. He's your franchise future first baseman. Yeah. Um, the next thing I, hate, I had I hate shit like that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Next thing I jotted down for odds and ends is, I mean, you touched on it. I'm on team Jorge Alfaro. Oh, yeah. Wong's injured. So I think he's just kind of going to play because even if Wong comes back at the end of spring training, they'll probably start him on the IL to get at bats at Worcester. He is a major league hitter. He can play he's learning how to play catcher from jason veritech by the way which is a pretty damn good teacher he's mm-hmm. um he can play first in dh uh he i mean he seems like he's going to be a high strikeout guy um but again i think he's a major league hitter with major league experience and i mean he played in the nl east in miami he, he's seen big time pitching like and i, I think everybody there is going to love him i think people in boston are going to love him and um yeah i'm all on board i think i texted that baseball group chat and said uh i'll I'll say right now that i'm a jorge alfaro yeah 
Yeah, I mean, there's he won the Caribbean World Series MVP. So there you go. He's coming in hot, and I love it. And baseball. He's on the WBC. I think he's in Team Columbia. What what a what a terrible time for um Act to have retired and not be able to talk about his moss. Oh my gosh, I know he's got some real uh Jason Momoa locks to him. And the final thing I had is um recently, as in I think it was yesterday, uh Chad Jennings had an article on Emmanuel Valdez and they were talking about how Devers was in a couple hitting sessions with him and it was like talking about how he likes to swing and he crushes the ball, but he has an easy swing. And then Cora saying he's impressed us so much that I'm not going to say he's going to break camp with us, but I'm not going to say he isn't. Oh yeah. So, and he's a second baseman. So hold up. If you have what? 24 year old, Devers at third, 24-year-old uh, Valdez at second, 22- or 3-year-old Casas at th- first. Now you're starting to put together a roster I want to watch. Yeah, but Devers is, Devers is a little older than 24. Oh, is he 26? Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and then, like, there's other guys in Worcester – that are they have a I mean the athletic ranked them twenty third or Keith Law ranked them twenty third for their farm system and then just a couple of days ago Baseball America came out and ranked them tenth so there is conflicting reports although Baseball America is taking into account both Casas and Bayo who I wouldn't really call prospects anymore those are those are guys who are slated to make the majors this year yeah I mean Casas is going to be the opening day starter at first base. I would assume. Oh man. Yeah. Well, if he goes Justin Turner or Bobby D, he's that's gonna that's gonna be a tough press conference, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Turner will be the DH. If oh, we yeah, should talk about him. He took a fastball right to the face. So no breaks. Just needed stitches. Like missed his eye. Just got yeah. a flush in the cheekbone. Took uh, one. But, he took one. But I wonder if that delays him a little because he's gonna have to wait to get back in the box. But luckily it missed the eye, so maybe there's no vision problems. They just need swelling yeah, and he'll stitches. Get that, to... He'll get that new Giancarlo helmet and he'll be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I was watching that. Whew! That was rough. Hmm. Was that At on first... Monday? Yes. Uh, okay, because I didn't watch that game that I got hit. I only saw that clip. There you go. There you um, go, Chris Dale. I apologize. He... It hit him, and it was like one of those things where Monaco and Will Middlebrooks, you react naturally, like, oh, no. And yeah. then he kind of swung around and, like, sat up a little, and you're like, oh, maybe that just got total bill of the helmet. Then the blood came, and it was like, nope, yeah. that was flush. That was tough to watch. Okay, yeah. that's pretty much it we have for Red Sox stuff. So now what we're going to do, is we are going to talk about... I'm just, it's going to be kind of quick. We're going to try and move it quick because we want to touch on some WBC things. But we haven't really got to talk about all the off-season moves. And there were a ton. A lot of people moved. A lot of people. We... um, I'm just going to... I'm going to say... <clears throat> excuse me. Who the player is and where they went. And we're just going to kind of go back and forth. Good deal, bad deal. So we'll start at the very top with the with the prize. Jacob Degrom goes to Texas five years, one hundred eighty-five million. If he can stay on the field, good deal. Um, if he pitches hundred innings, it's a bad deal. Um, he's a lot older to get a deal like that. Uh, not a lot of balls are flying out of Texas, which is a good thing. Um, I don't think they're as good as the Mets, uh, which means he might be in the same exact situation where. He goes out and gives up nothing, but gets nothing in return. So in 2019, he pitched 204 innings. His ERA was 243. The Mets were a dumpster fire, and he went 11 and 8. Then you take out 2020, because 
he pitched 68 innings, which I guess is technically kind of a whole season there. But then 21 and 22, he pitched 92 innings and 64 innings. I, that's all. Got to get on the field, man. That's a fuck ton of money for not even 100 innings. 150 innings, yeah. All right. So I'm not even going to, I'm just going to say not a good deal. Just, I'm I'm not going to put on any, any caveats, caveats. All right. Bad deal. Justin Verlander goes to the Mets, replacing DeGrom, for two years, $86 million. Jack, quick math, that's $43 million a year. That's NBA Good money. deal, though. Good yeah, deal. Steve Cohen. I agree. Steve Cohen don't care. Steve Cohen don't care about money. It was also two years, so you get yeah. out of it next year. Reigning AL Cy Young winner. Goes yeah. and joins a good team. Um, coming from a good team, going to a good team, just won the World Series. Pitching again with his buddy, Max Scherzer. Um, great deal. I think it's a good deal. I do, too. This this next Verlander one... Verlander got better. Verlander got better last Yeah. Well, Tommy John makes you better. All right. I I already know we disagree on this one, but let's go for it. Trey Turner, Phillies, 11 years, 300 mil. Bad deal. It's a bad deal. It's too much money and it's too long for a player who is, in my humble opinion way overrated for what he is a fucking fast speed demon who can hit the ball for average i know you're gonna tell me oh yeah like 25 30 home runs last year he's not gonna do it again uh well he's he went to a bandbox um stadium in philly that doesn't mean anything i i mean sure i i think that la gets blown up for like oh it's hard to hit a home run in la at night but is it is it really everybody does it Giancarlo Stanton hit it out of the fucking stadium. Like, I I don't know. I think Trey Turner is way overblown. I think he set the market for Bogarts to not come back to the Red Sox because he got 11 years at 31 years old. Like, I don't know. Just, no, not a, a bad deal. He doesn't do it for me. I think he's a fourth... Uh, I think he's a speed guy who has had a couple of good seasons. I'm, I just don't see it. But go the, ahead. The last four seasons, his OPS has been over 800. Um, Wrong. Huh? Just don't see it. I don't know. Maybe he's better than I think. Yeah, I I disagree. I think he is a top three shortstop in Major League Baseball. I think he's awesome. And I mean... Look, it's it's all make believe monopoly money, so I think it's a good. So you deal. think it's a good deal? Okay. Yeah, all I right. mean, in reality, giving someone that long of a contract isn't, but that's just baseball now. Yeah, I it guess. started with Trout and Mookie, so that's they just were in how their it's going to be. When they signed those deals, he's twenty nine. I thought he was 31. He said he was a year younger than uh, Bogarts. I mean, I don't know when he turns 30. He could very well uh-huh. be 30 now, but last year he was 20, was his year 29 season. Oh, but still, see if that I, OPS is over 800 when he's 40. See, that's the thing. That's you're, it's totally, we're buying now, and Dave Dombrowski's like, I'm not going to be here in 11 years. So, what does he care? Uh, next one. Judge for nine three sixty. Sure, great deal. Yeah, you you gotta. Yeah, you just too bad Arson didn't make it to the Giants. I would have loved to see him out, just not on the Yankees. Because I would have rooted. Who reported for him. that? Uh, Hyman. 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 Yeah. Hyman, come on, it's funny. Um. Anyways. Then this one, I actually have a question mark on the Google Doc. And we talked about this in our baseball chat. Brandon Nimmo, eight years, $162 million. We, we, what, I, a, what a good, I mean, I don't have, I'm having technical difficulties as we touched on. If you could just pull up Brandon Nimmo's fan graphs for me. Yeah, or his here you go, here you go. Page. Yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, importantly, Tom, just give me just right off the top, give me his career war. 
his career war right now is 17 or 17.9. So we'll give him 18. Okay. But one, two, three, four, five, six, that's seven de- seasons. That's a bad deal. <laughs> the other thing, Jack, if that's I a may. Bad deal. Here's guess what this stat is. 32, 69, 140, 69, 55, 92, 151. Games played. Yes. He's played <laughs> over 100 games twice. Good for Brandon Nimmo to trick a baseball club into giving him $160 million. I just don't get it. I This is this is one. No. He, I guess, you know, here we are with his over 800 OPS in 137, 134 WRC plus the last couple of years, but it's not a lot of games. Last year, he played a full season. I'll give him that. But Hey, that uh, maybe the Mets love him. Maybe Mets fans are like, this is a guy that you have to sign. I don't see it as. No, it sounds to me like it's a classic uh, glue player in a, uh, not even a glue player, uh, a fan favorite in a big market. Yeah. That just gets crushed. That that gets Steve Pierce money. Oh my God. I know. Oh, um, (laughs) Kodai Senga, five years, seventy-five million to the Mets. It this is kind of tough to tell. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm sure he's good. TBD. Well, I'll probably be able to tell you more after he pitches game the next Japan game in the WBC against Korea. So that should be a good one. Um, That should be a good one. Korea needs that win too. I lost Australia last. So. One that, you know, we were talking about jealousy. Sean Murphy got traded to the Braves. Just just the Braves are doing it right. Mm-hmm. The Braves lost their, up. their face of Go the ahead. franchise and got better. They signed eight new faces of the franchise that are all internal guys that they've developed. Basically, yeah. everything we've wanted the Red Sox to do for the past five seasons, the Braves have done it. And, oh, they're competing at the top of the NL East. Because they drafted well, like the Red Sox did. They developed well, like the Red Sox did. The only thing they did is they did do outside of the Red Sox is lock up their young talent long term. Yeah, Strider got a deal. Michael Harris, no, uh, second, the second got a deal. Like all of these guys, um, and like multiple, like six to eight year deals. Yeah, Austin well, Riley's there for a long time. Every deal <laughs> is team friendly. Yeah. But well, also good for too. the players. Yeah, that is that just, is uh, MLB the show franchise strategy. Draft your high overall guys, and you sign them while they're in the minors to ten year deal. There you go. It's no Braves no GM Jack. All right, then Carlos Correa signed with the Giants, thirteen years, three hundred and fifty million. Then he signed with the Mets, twelve years, three hundred and fifteen million. It's fifty million the first time, three fifty, then three fifteen. One year and less money, one less year, one le- and more. Oh my God! One less year, and less money. Who made that needlessly convoluted? And then <laughs> he signs back with the Twins for six years, two hundred million, because his ankle or leg is being held together by Bazooka Joe. Yeah, I I still think it's a good deal. Sure. I yeah. think Correa. I think Correa is. Uh, I it, it's 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 mind numbing. Granted, he does have an injury. It is mind numbing to me that he got less money than Trey Turner. I mean, granted, he wasn't going to, but uh, yeah, I I think it's a great deal for the Twins. I'm surprised it's the Twins. It probably should be the Giants and the Mets, but well, that means something's really wrong. And in two years, he might just. Not be, on be the out field. of baseball. Yeah, because yeah. well, that would suck for him. It was that would that was like, um, the Giants signed him, and it was like, oh, weird. The Giants are super analyticy, and I was like, ah, they're maybe they're just being weird. And then the Mets did it. Steve Cohen was like, boom, here's three hundred million dollars. I don't care. And then they were like, oh no. So yeah. that's that's a bad sign. Um. 
And then the one that really, really sticks in my craw, Carlos Rodon, six years, 162 to the Yankees. It's a great deal, and I yeah. hate it. Yeah. So now it's it's Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, and uh, Nestor Cortez, one, two, three. That's tough to beat in a series. Sure is. Severino, too. Like yeah. they have they they the one thing that the Yankees needed, they addressed. And they're another front line starter. And they might be getting a franchise shortstop and Anthony Volpe coming up. And then the final one I wrote down, Dansby Swanson, seven years, 177 million. I I, I don't I, I mean I know he's the number one pick. I do I just don't see it. He did the classic awesome contract year, but I, to me, it's like it's a that deal's over here because probably the best on the Twitter name, probably the best Twitter name of all time. What is it, Lieutenant Dan's? Um, but uh, Celtics voice is pretty good. Lieutenant Dan, really funny. Um, but uh, yeah, just um, I, I again, yeah, he had a big contract here. Good for him. I don't think the Cubs are going anywhere mm. unless, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. That's a tough division for them. Um, yeah, that's all I had. I don't know if you had any that I missed, but those are the big ones. I mean, we've already talked about the guys the Red Sox brought in, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about what's been going on with the World Baseball Classic so far. Jack, we're back. And the first thing I want to talk about is I wrote this down. I was taking my notes last night during the Celtics and I just wrote down first thing for WBC. I miss Bogarts. Then I wake up, I watch that first game. Then I wake up, you know, you just, you can't, nobody got time to stay up till two in the morning to watch these games. And I wake up any in game two has three hits including a double and a home run and I, and kind of dominated in the field. I did have the time and I stayed up and watched those games last night. Um, uh, again, not because I set out to watch uh, baseball till two 30 in the morning, more so that it was on and they were kind of exciting games. So I just watched them. Uh, I sent the very first thing I said when I woke up this morning was I miss Bogarts. He's already in mid season form. And I think he's going to have a massive year. Um, I, it was my, it, that's so funny. That was my exact first thought too, was, oh man, I miss him. Cause he, he's an all-star shortstop um, that is in the prime of his career. And he's the best player on his team. And in the two games that he's played, he's the best player on the team. Yeah. It was funny. I watched him. And I was watching that first game and he got two strikes on him quick. And I was like, fucking this guy just fucking loves hitting with two strikes. It frustrated me as a Red Sox fan. Cause I was always like, you know, this pitch is going to be, they're getting it over. They're throwing this first pitch to get a strike on you. Cause you let him every now and then he would swing, but he would actually also always pop those up because he was like, all right, first pitch fastball. I'm swinging, but yeah, I miss him. He's, he's the best. I think I was actually thinking if the Red Sox had any humor, which they don't next year, not this season. I think next year, the Padres come to Fenway when he walks up, they should play baby come back as his walk up song, but they won't because no one has, no one has the, their funny bones anymore. Um, the next thing I wrote down, which Double double down on it today. Cuba, th- I feel like, should be better. They're 0-2 now. They just lost to Italy. Yeah, they're having a bad, bad World Baseball Classic already. I love that Luis Robert and Juan Moncada got to play. Like They let major leaguers go back. Normally, yeah. with the defections, they were like out. But I wonder if it's... They, were, they had all this major league talent like Moncada and Robert. Roberts and uh, they were playing amateurs. Now in the mm-hmm. World Baseball Classic, you go up against 
the Dominican Republic and the yeah. United States. Even well, yeah, that, Venezuela I, and Puerto Rico, full of talent. They're not even so is Japan and Korea. Yes. But they're not they're not um they're they're not even getting to those teams. Like no offense intended, but I don't think anybody thought the Italian national baseball team would beat Cuba. Or even uh hey, who is the other team? That Panama. Uh, Panama, yeah. Um Panama has a ton of major leaguers, but I Cuba has been a powerhouse in international baseball for a long time. Um, but yeah, it's it's odd to see them struggle like this. And it happens to every it happens, I mean, it's baseball, right? Like you can have a couple of bad days that'll kick you out of a tournament or a playoff, like um and it's really really a big fear of mine going into the US full play. Like they're playing Great Britain on Saturday and it's just like they should win. They should win that game. But I was thinking that same thing about the US, but then I was like the the pitching just can't be up to snuff. Like No. Well, that's what so I'm sure we're going to touch on it here in a little bit, but there is a a line in the sand on some of these pitchers from some of the teams who have gone so far to Shohei Otani who pitched this morning, who I watched pitch this morning who everybody else is high 80s, low 90s, and Otani's first pitch was 98, letter high. And the poor Chinese batter who he was facing looked like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> when I go against live BP, it's 85. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about that now. Otani, four innings pitched, one hit, five Ks. Also a two-run double. Yeah. It, it's been said, it's, it's over-talked about to the point where I think people are sick of him and they should not be. No. But he's the guy you create in a video game. I yeah. have 100 power and I can throw 100 miles an hour. Yep, he did touch 100 today as well, too. It, you, when that happened, the announcers were like, oh, wow, 100. And you heard the crowd. I was just The best part about the entire thing so far has been how crazy the Tokyo Dome crowd was. They were losing their minds. First off, it's funny to me that the biggest star in Japan is not even Shohei Otani. It's Lars Nukbar. But yeah. the, when, first off, when Shohei pitches, Japanese crowd does not make any noise. You know, it is stunningly quiet. Our, our Aunt Judy went to Japan, and I think she went to a game, and she said to me, it's strange. They're really quiet. And I was like, that can't be true. But yeah, when the pitcher's pitching, they're quiet to let the Japanese pitcher concentrate. So they mm -hmm. must, I wonder if the, in NPB, they do that for the home pitcher. I wonder if that is yeah, just, they must. Yeah. it was, I was like, the announcers touched on it and said, it's eerily, eerily quiet. Yeah. Like one of them said, Ooh. I feel like I need permission to talk. Yeah. Jose Moda. I have, um. I have some notes here too that I think all commentary teams have been fantastic. Oh, the guy, the love. Australian guy, I love him. Uh, Ryan Ryan Roland Smith, he's he's great. Yeah, um, bringing the energy, it's great. Yeah, I, I think they're all like that. They've all been great. Um, and uh, yeah, the that's what I, I have. I watch probably, admittedly, too much Japanese wrestling, and their biggest show of the year happens in the Tokyo Dome where they're currently playing baseball. And it just, it's so crazy to have a place that big get that loud for a baseball game. Like, it's just so exciting to me because the only other time I've ever heard it is, is during a wrestling match. But it, when they're batting, when the Japanese team is batting, they are the opposite of quiet. They are singing yeah. songs. They sing songs for every player. They have noisemakers. It's it's an awesome environment. Yeah. Um, did you see Chinese Taipei had cheerleaders on the dugouts whenever they were batting? Yeah. And, um, and I, my favorite part of the whole entire thing has been horn guy from Cuba. You, you and I are big. on opposite ends of the world on that. Oh, I love him. Oh, he's funny. I don't yeah. need the horn. What was funny is during the Panama-Netherlands game, he was sitting in the seat right behind home plate, not moving an inch, just literally sitting there watching baseball. And it's like, 
oh, he is conserving his energy for yes. when Cuba plays. Oh. <laughs> um, and then just one last thing, the Australia-Korea game was awesome. Now, I didn't yeah, stay up, awesome. but MLB's YouTube page for a few years – they do a 10 minute condensed version where you like don't miss anything. Yeah. First of all, I would have killed myself with all the replays had I watched it. But Australia coming out swinging those big lumber sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it, it was, um, it, and the whole, like, uh, you know, the whole game, it was pretty much like these scrappy Australians, like they're, they play in Australia baseball and, you know, it's, basically the the announcers were doing their best to say Korea is going to win this game, but Australia is doing their best. And then man, like Korea hit some big home runs too, but yeah, Australia just did not give up a single at bat. And you can tell again, going back to like the crowd in the Tokyo dome, how fired up the dugout got on both sides with run stored was awesome. Yeah. It's so great to see that. Like, especially in March, we're seeing like dudes, uh, I think in a Panama game, like diving into the bag, a couple of plays at the plate. Um, earlier in the China Japan game, China the catcher for China blocked the plate. Um, it was it's been great so far. I, yeah, hell I of a loved it. hell it's of been, a relay from right field in that first inning to save China for the time. If I'm going to be completely honest. Um, a bad read at third base. That was a short fly ball to right field. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I've loved it so far. I think that it's even brought like in, like none of those, uh, Caribbean or, um, those Caribbean Island countries, you know, aside from Netherlands have played yet, which the, the crowd in the, in Miami is going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. And, part um, of me wishes that that was played. I Miami might be the right spot because how do you like how do you pick between like Santo Domingo or Venezuela? I think they nailed all four spots: Tokyo, Taiching, um, yeah. Miami, and and Phoenix. I think they nailed all like because again, like Phoenix is going to be the Group D, mm-hmm. right, or the Pool D with the U.S. So it's in the U.S. for home games. Mexico's in that pool, like. It, yeah. It's it's a good spot for it. That like, game be crazy. is already sold out. U.S. Mexico for Sunday is already sold I out. Bet, dude, that's I imagine that that's going to be a heavy Mexican crowd. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's going to be a tough one not to stay up for, which I'm definitely re- going to regret Monday. What time does it start? Ten. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. Great Britain and U.S. start at nine our nine. time on Saturday. All right, so hold on. I'm getting the baseball book. I'm going to stump your ass. Oh, boy. Here we go. So the nation's newest game that's sweeping the nation. Um, I'm, I've been saying the same word a lot. I had a year picked out in my mind, but I didn't flip to it previously. And I honestly can tell you, I don't know why I picked this year. It just popped in my head. Okay, here we go. So the year is... What? Let's see. <clears throat> Johnny Bench wins his second NL MVP award. Chicago's Dick Allen wins the AL MVP. Okay. The Washington franchise moves to Texas Texas and is renamed the Rangers. Okay. Uh, Steve Carlton wins the NL Cy Young. Oh, boy. Okay. Gaylord Perry wins the AL Cy Young. Um, do you have, do, do you need some more where I could go some more? Um, um, I could, there are, there's two that really hone in the, the time frame here, but I don't know if you want to try and take a guess and then we can, then I can maybe tell you the, the world series isn't even the biggest clue. Yeah, if I knew more about when that franchise moved to Texas, oh man, I want to say. Nineteen seventy-three. 
1972. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was going to, well, Reds A's was the World Series. So that would have put you okay. in the three year window for the A's. So that's three yep. years. But the real giveaway, not even a huge giveaway. Again, I just read a book about this person. So maybe that's why it was a giveaway to me. Um, it was the year Roberto Clemente hit his 3,000th hit and then died. I would have gotten it. Yep. So Tom won, Jack Zero. Uh, oh, boy. Wow. You were super close. I thought I, I thought I was on it, man. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have. That was, that was impressive to get. Uh, once you, if I had said 70 or the A's thing, what was it? 72, 73, 74, they won. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. All right, Jack. Yeah. Well, we got a whole nother. I got to tell you that the night, the night early morning thing is tough for these games. Look, I mean, Thea cried at five 30 this morning. I wanted to sleep more, but I was also like, Shohei's pitching right now. Yep, he sure was. Sleep. But it um, was the uh, it was the first thing I did when I woke up this morning. Was normally we don't turn the TV on before school, mm-hmm. uh, but I said, "Well, Dad is going to watch some baseball this morning." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put on Shohei. But we have some we have some baseball to watch, and actually, by the next time we talk, the US will have played a couple games. So and yeah, DR, so two and zero. Oh. Well, they'll probably play more than two games. They'll probably almost be done with their pool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Next probably. Thursday. Yeah. But um, until then, you Jack... know, what we didn't touch on is, uh, well, I guess we can end it now, but we didn't touch on some of the pitching restrictions, which is really like throwing people off. Like if you go mm. you get 65 pitches max, and if you go over 50, you have to take a four day rest. Yeah. But I, it makes but... sense. Yeah. Where did Shohei end up? Yeah. He was like right around there. I didn't actually, I don't even remember it. He started um, that last inning with 30-something pitches, so maybe stayed under it, but I'm sure the Angels are like, he's not pitching till pool play or till the elimination round. Okay, yeah. And I they guess, probably won't yeah. have to. I mean, they wouldn't. No. They'll win. I mean, they play the Czech Republic at one point, which I can't wait to talk about them next week because they are legitimately teachers and, like, laborers, and it's the best. Yeah. The guy who hit the first home run for Australia last night was a former Phillies prospect, and he played in the Australian Professional Baseball League, uh, currently as a fireman. There you go. That's just the best. All right, Jack, I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.